has is he's having a change of heart in the relationship. So why the sudden change in his behavior? It could be because he's having a change of heart. Sometimes the guys will get into a relationship thinking, okay, I know this girl and I have a good idea of where we're headed because I feel like I know her good. And then as the relationship goes on, he starts noticing stuff. He starts noticing patterns of behavior on your part that makes him start rethinking himself, rethinking whether he truly knows <clears throat> what this relationship is about. And he may not verbally voice this concern to you. In fact, more than likely he wouldn't. But now you're going to start noticing changes in his behavior. And that's typically why that's happening. It's because there's something that's happened along the way in this relationship that has gone the wrong direction. And now he's not quite sure where it's going. So his behavior changes because he's concerned. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason back in the building with another slapper. You already know how I do. I come with these topics, man, because this is what I be thinking about. I be thinking about stuff all the time. And we have another interesting topic. Reliable to random. The switch up is real. When healthy patterns of trust suddenly shift for potentially nefarious reasons. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Get to your phone lines. The number to dial, 1-800-920-1580. Call me, y'all. Call me. You already know what it is. It's going well, and then things change. Why do relationships go through changes? You know? We feeling each other, we loving each other, we liking each other, and then all of a sudden there's a change. Why do people change their behavior or attachment with a person suddenly? Why? Now, the obvious reasons could be infidelity, could be disrespect, could be violence, could be uh, emotional abuse, psychological abuse, could be a myriad of things. But what about when it happens organically? You just kind of fall off. Get to your phone lines. The number to dial 1-800-920-1580. True or false? Navigating relationships. Ugh, this is going to be a heavy question. True or false? Navigating relationships with intimate partners, friends, and family members is probably one of the most challenging and complex aspects of the human experience. Why is it like that? Within intimate relationships are loyalty, consistency, integrity, and trust based on a consistent pattern of behavior? Agree or disagree? Relationships naturally change as they grow and develop. Dealing with these changes starts with understanding your partner and learning ways to manage those differences. True or false? Although it's natural for change to happen in a relationship, sometimes it could be difficult for one or both partners to understand why and what to do about it. This is an inch. Ooh. Uh, what underlying factors might contribute to sudden shifts in human behavior within relationships? And how can we discern 
their true intentions? How can individuals cope with unexpected changes in their closest relationships, fostering understanding and emotional resilience? Do, most people don't even know how to create a safe space for themselves to talk, to really look at themselves. Do we have a safe space where our partners can talk, our significant other can talk about a potential shifting away? The switch up is real. From reliable to random. The voice of reason is in the building. Can a profound change in a person's behavior be a signal of personal growth? Or does it signify underlining issues, underlying issues that need to be addressed? Yeesh. Oh, goodness. Listen, you already know how I do. I like to start the conversation. I need you to join me. This is a discussion, a non-judgmental space. You can call and tell me what you think about tonight's topic. Have you been with somebody that started off strong, appeared to be very reliable, and then all of a sudden became random? 1-800-920-1580. Get in here. All you got to do is call me and I'll talk to you. When we come forward, we're going to go to the phone line. Ladies and gentlemen, my playlist is my co-host, Love Changes, Kashif, and Melissa Morgan in the building for tonight's topic. From reliable to random. Thought we had a good thing. What happened? Now, you know, like I said, we all do things, so. You know, things happen, right? And then relationships, sometimes they're cohesive. Sometimes they fight through. They make it. And sometimes they don't. We want to know why. We want to explore. Navigating relationships is undoubtedly one of the most challenging aspects of the human experience. When patterns of trust suddenly shift, it can be disorienting and, and, and potentially damaging. In tonight's show, on tonight's show. We will explore the reasons behind sudden changes in behavior or attachment. We will try to discuss strategies for dealing with such situations, you know, uh, and, and delve into the underlining factors that contribute to these shifts. Additionally, we will explore how individuals can cope with unexpected changes in their closest relationships, fostering understanding and emotional resilience. That's a big piece, emotional resilience. Why do people change their behavior or attachment with a person suddenly? People change, well, could be. This could be a reason. People change their behavior or attachment with a person suddenly for various reasons. It could be due to personal growth, uh, external influences, uh, unresolved issues, or even hidden agendas. Sometimes individuals may feel overwhelmed by their own emotions or circumstances, uh, leading them to distance themselves from their closest, most intimate relationships. It is essential. It's always essential to approach these changes with empathy and open communication to understand the underlying reasons behind the shift. What should you do when your partner goes from reliable to random? 
When your partner goes from reliable to random, it's crucial to initiate an open and honest conversation. You got to learn how to express your concerns respectfully and observations without judgment. You know, allowing your partner to share their perspective. Of course, active listening is very important and empathy and, you know, during this key process is all important. It's got to be in there. And if necessary, you should seek professional help. Dr. Jashana Johnson, Dr. Shalonda Crawford, there's so many of them. They, we got to call somebody sometimes, right? True or false, navigating relationships with intimate partners, friends, and family members is probably one of the most challenging and complex aspects of the human experience. True. Relationships with intimate partners, friends, and family members are indeed the most challenging and complex aspects of the human condition. Each relationship is unique with its own dynamics, expectations, and complexities. Nurturing healthy relationships require continuous effort, understanding, and effective communication. This is going to be deep. I want to hear from the people did somebody get random on you? Who got random on you? They were once reliable and then they got random. Did you do something that transmuted their reliability into randomness? Because sometimes we're not nurturing. Sometimes we're not empathetic. Sometimes we're not understanding. Sometimes we're not respectful. Sometimes we're not grateful. Sometimes we're abusive. Sometimes, listen, listen, listen. Sometimes we cheat. Get to your phone lines, 1-800-920-158. Where's, okay, because I'm about to get Nikki in here from Mississippi. I want to talk to y'all. I want to talk to y'all. Nikki from Mississippi, get in here. Brother Zo. Hey, Nikki, what up? I think I have something to share. I know you do. Talk to me, Nikki. <laughs> I heard this perspective from a minister, and it stuck with me mm -hmm. because his illustration was good. Mm -hmm. He said sometimes men, women, whichever, are we on, a, a, on this ride of life on a motorcycle. And we enter a turn, and if you're on a motorcycle, you know you got to lean. Mm -hmm. So if my dude is driving and I'm on the back, and he starts to lean, but I stay upright, now we got a problem steering. Mm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think we miss when someone goes into a turn. And so that reliable mm -hmm. can become random because we didn't we failed to recognize them in the turn, so we didn't lean in their direction. Mm. So that we are still on this bike steering together in the same direction. Mm. And if that is translated as not nurturing or not paying attention, mm -hmm. you're reliable. Can then become random, mm. which involves instability on the bike. Mm. 
Just mm. a thought. No, I loved it. So when we hit that corner together, and maybe the corner represents adversity. Maybe, usually. maybe the corner represents some type of infraction on one or the other person's part. Maybe the corner yeah. could be an illness in the family. Maybe the corner could be a financial mm-hmm. issue. But if we don't mm-hmm. lean together when we yep. hit that corner, we, we could lose our balance and fall off that bike. It's a wreck coming. Oh, that's heavy. We, it's a wreck coming is what she said. So let me ask, because you know how life goes. Sometimes life throws you a corner that you didn't even see coming. How do you deal with those corners? How do you lean into those the, the blind spots, as Dr. Shalonda Crawford would say. How do you lean into the blind spot? Or is the wreck um, somehow necessary? Sometimes the wreck is necessary. Ooh, when is the wreck necessary? Come on, Nikki, don't do us like this. Come on. <laughs> well, there's a lesson to be learned because there's an inertia that happens to us physically when we hit that corner. Hmm. And often that inertia is too big for our human self to absorb. Mm. Our spirit self is big, and it is confined in this body we we live in. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you need that quick, fast, hard inertia to shake that spirit self up and say, pay attention. Ooh. So wait, Sometimes wait. Sometimes in our oh, hold on, because mm-hmm. you 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 cooking. Hold on, because now, so sometimes when you're in an accident, we'll we'll use the mm-hmm. accident as uh, a metaphor for relationship infractions mm-hmm. where we run aground of each other. So sometimes Correct. when you're in an accident, depending on the severity of the accident, your central nervous system will just black you out because it knows. Correct. Right. It'll just black the body out. OK. You then you wake yes. up somewhere in the hospital like what happened? <laughs> right. Yes. But this, you're telling me the body can't take it, but the spirit can. So now yes. I'm going to ask you, how do you get the body and the spirit back in alignment after you hit that relational blind spot? After you ask that thought provoking question. What happened or how did I get here? Mm. Either you're asking that question internally or to the other person on the bike in the accident with you, sometimes in both cases. And the answer you get to either party can be very telling in terms of how you get the back on the bike and us going together in the same direction. Mm. You might say, you forgot to lean. <laughs> you forgot to lean. Mm. Yeah. Because he's on the front of the bike. So he's depending upon you to handle that weight back there. Mm. So this is what we're going to do. Stay with us, Nikki. 
Nikki, you can't go nowhere just yet, cause you you cooking with it with a different kind of 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 grease here tonight, and it's all fire. Listen, when I come forward, me and Nikki from Mississippi will continue to peel the layers of this onion back. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason, Tupac is my co-host. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Come on. Things will never be the same. <laughs> Changes by Tupac. The voice of reason is on fire. Live from KBLA Talk 1580. Tonight's topic, it's a heater. You guys know how I do. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, we're on fire. Agree or disagree, relationships naturally change as they grow and develop. Dealing with changes and shifts, you know, starts with understanding your partner and learning ways to manage your differences. Heavy topic. Agree. Relationships naturally evolve and change over time. As individuals grow and develop, their needs, priorities, and perspectives may shift. Dealing with these changes requires mutual understanding and uh, and a mutual ability to adapt to your partner's evolving self and vice versa. Uh, Effective communication is always key. Uh, Mutual empathy and, uh, of course, mutual compromise are essential in managing differences, growing differences, evolving differences, because this is going to lead us to being able to cultivate and foster a healthy relationship moving forward. This going to be heavy. This going to be heavy, y'all. Y'all ready? Let's get back to Nikki from Mississippi. Nikki, get in here. I'm too positive, but I think it's a ludicrous. When I move, you move just like that. Uh-uh. Girl. Don't hit me like that. Listen, I don't have no head guard on. What? <laughs> when I move, you move. Just like that. Just let's, like let, that. Let, let's lean into the difficulty. Yeah. If we lean into the difficulty, the difficulty now has the opportunity to transform us in a positive way. If we go in two separate directions, when the difficulty (laughs) arises, we got two different experiences. And it's going to be really hard to explain to each other from those two different perspectives how to get back on that bike. Is that what you're saying? That's called a wipeout. Yep. Lord, who is Nikki? We need to. Is Nikki down in Mississippi somewhere, standing over a cauldron with with candles and and roots and herbs? You healing people down there somewhere, ain't you? <laughs> I have good juju. No bad juju here. I love it, but that's what it feels like. It feels like somebody, Big Mama, say, "Listen here now. You on the bike? You gonna see some curves?" And some curves are going to be blind. But for both of those curves, lean in. <laughs> right. Come on. Because he can't, he can't see behind him. That's why he has you there. Ooh. Okay. Mm. Who, who got you six? Mm. 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 So it can't just be I'm riding along and feeling the breeze and looking at the trees on either side. Ah. 
I have to pay attention to him. Hmm. And we often, or her, whoever's driving, mm-hmm. we miss that he leaned and I'm still upright. Mm. And if I don't catch it in time, see, now we're going in two different directions on one bike. That's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nikki, I need to hear from you every night. <laughs> Nikki's my teacher. I need to hear from Nikki every night. Is that okay, Nikki? (laughs) (laughs) Nikki is the voice of reasons guru. And I will be needing to hear from Nikki every night because you're healing my soul this evening, Nikki. I'm just giving us some perspective, man. We we missing each other because we're not seeing it like it's really happening. Mm. 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 That's a real tangible example of what happens to us because mm-hmm. he switched or she switched and if it's her and she's on the bike how does he know you behind him mm. Mm, mm, mm. but he has to pay attention too because he can feel me move on the back of that bike so the re- got to be tuned in also so this is heavy right here the relationship is a vehicle yeah And the relationship, because it's a vehicle, is designed to crash. But y'all got to learn how to crash together just like a basketball player or a gymnast has to learn how to fall. Is that what you're telling me, Nikki? So you don't have to be DOA. So you won't get killed. Nikki is on fire tonight. Nikki, can I ask you a question? Right ahead. Do you know what you just did? I brought the sip in the building. Nikki brought the sip in the building. She brought Mississippi in the building. Listen, if you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Nikki, every night I need to hear from you, Nikki. I need to hear from the sip. We got the sip calling into the voice of reason. I am ecstatic. Let me let me continue, though, because this is a heavy topic. Because really, it's tapping into resilience. Right. We change. Uh Oh, uh oh, somebody meme it. Somebody meme it. Typically, we change because we can't deal with change. Oh, Lord, if I'm dating an image of who I think my partner is, or if I'm dating an an outcome, what I signed up for, or an expectation, and it turns out to not be that, that's like a blind spot. That's like the curve Nikki is talking about. Oh, man, this is heavy. (sighs) It's easy to get cold and change and random when you used to be reliable because now I'm going to ask you what was the fuel for your reliability in other words what was your reliability relying on 1-800-9-2015-8 let's get these callers in here let's do it right now who's been on the longest Reggie Austin Texas get in here what's up Zoe Come on, man. Talk to me, brother. Man, um, you could spend 
maybe a, maybe a couple of weeks, um, you know, racking your brain about what happened, um, who did what, what changed, and it's a myriad of things that could have happened between where you were and where you are. Mm-hmm. But it's a possibility that none of those things happened and none of those things had anything to do with you. Your partner made some decisions because they were dealing with another set of circumstances that had nothing to do with you. Another set of circumstances that, that you know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Um, you cannot know everything about your partner. You can know somebody for 50 years and not know everything about them. They're dealing with some some questions in their head that have nothing to do with you. And if they decide to, to end things or if they decide to change things, you could spend the rest of your life worrying about what you did or or why you weren't good enough or or or, or whatever happened. And none of that stuff means anything because it had nothing to do with you. There are some things that have nothing to do with you Mm. and you have to settle in that fact and lean into yourself and build yourself up because that's just the truth all you have is you and what's your relationship with you Mm. now i'm not saying you should ignore your actions because something small to you might be something large to them and if it's large to them they may have have ended things and bothered not to tell you. And, you know, that's that's the real too. But the, there's a reality that says they were dealing with another set of circumstances that had nothing to do with you. So you got to move in your, your reality, in your truth. Mm. Mm. That's it, man. Man, what did you just do? <laughs> I just brought Austin in the building. You brought Austin Texas in the building. <laughs> Lord have mercy from all over the country. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. The voice of reason is on complete fire. Are you listening? Listen, our people are wise. If you just listen, man, our people are wise. We become random. Listen to me now. I feel that our randomness is a type of self-protection. When fear and ego, right? When fear, ego, pain, confusion, right? Lack of knowledge of self. When all of this plays a role. Do you understand? When all of this plays a role, we get random. <laughs> See, we, we listen, it's easy to rely on the good it's easy to rely on the good stuff that we are getting but what do you rely on when what you signed up for is no longer there because that's a part of relationship too lord have mercy 1-800-920-1580 when i come forward the voice of reason It's coming back to Los Angeles. One of my favorite callers is on the line. Two of my favorite callers is on the line. J.W. from Los Angeles. When we come forward, we're going to speak to J.W.
Come on, man. I got the coldest playlist in the game. The voice of reason is on complete fire tonight. Keisha Cole, you've changed. Get to your phone lines. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. From reliable to random. Tonight's topic is heavy, man. Let's get my brother J-Dub from Los Angeles. Los Angeles is finally in the building. Get in here, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Talk you know to what? me, man. I'm going to fix the script. Yes, sir. I'm going to flip the script and change the narrative to keep the same point. When the other woman made a point about crashing mm-hmm. or, 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 or not seeing the curb or the blind spot, mm-hmm. let me check this out. And when you equally yoke, and so, you know, I always go back to the equally yoke, which is from the Bible. I don't care if it's the bull or the ox or the horse or the donkey or the mule or whatever the beast of burden is. If he has blinders on, he's still going to go in the same direction with his mate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, if a person do decide to grow apart from someone because, like the other caller made a point, the brother, he said, hey, it might not have nothing to do with you. Well, maybe that person had a hidden motive or they had a genuine motive in the beginning, but they had a what I'll call a paradigm shift or a mind shift or a change of attitude or as women say, oh, I think I have my, I have the right to have my own priority. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. women can always change their you know, way of thinking. But then it all boils down or I believe the root reason is like I always mention, emotional maturity. And like you and I can equate that to knowing yourself and know who you generally are, you know, the real person, not the representative. And if you're mature and the other person is as well, well the higher percentage that they may stay together because they're equally yoked and see eye to eye or they have the same mindset or they're on the same page. Man, I appreciate the wisdom, brother. J.W. from Los Angeles. What part of Los Angeles you from, brother? Brother South Central. And guess what you just did? Well, South Central L.A. You brought South Central <laughs> L.A. in the building. Los Angeles, Pasadena, Culver City. I need Inglewood. I need all the cities out here in L.A. to represent. Call me right now. The number to dial is 1-800-920. West Covina, Pacoima. Let's get the valley up in here. Everybody from Los Angeles. Y'all know y'all listening. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. But he said something that was very interesting. Equally yoked. So a lot of people get yoked. And Sean, I'm coming to you. Do not hang up, Sean. Because Sean been hanging up lately. And I know he's busy. He sent me a message. He said, listen, man, I'm busy. I understand, Sean. Just hold tight. But JW said something about being equally yoked. And if you're equally yoked, you tend to make it through those curves. Even the blind ones, right? So let's let's get into yoke. Yoke, Old English, right? Contrivance for fastening a pair of draft animals. <laughs> yoke, holding them animals together. 
Let me just go deeper. It goes all the way back to Dutch and German. and But it goes even further because what people fail to realize is when you look at English, right? English is a part of a larger uh, branch of languages. Of course, it's a part of the, uh, the Romantic languages, uh, Italian, Spanish, and Latin, and, and Greek. It goes even further, right? Spanish, all of that, right? But then it gets into this branch called the Indo-European. Indo, right? Uh, speaking of the Indus Valley, European. And this is where they say Greek and the Indus language, which is falsely called Hindu, uh, the, the various dialects of that particular language are connected. So when you say yoke, you're actually saying yoga. Because they both mean the same thing. Union, right? To be yoked is to be in communion with one another. That's what yoga, when you're stretching, it means union. That means coming into communion with something. And relationship is about communion, right? So... When you see the biblical term, a lot of times what happens is we get our dogma locked in to words that we don't understand. What do you mean by our dogma locked into words that we don't understand? We think we have to think the same. We have to believe the same. But yoga is union and union is talking about listen listen overcoming the body that's what the stretching moves are for overcoming the body so you can come into communion with god that's where self-realization self-actualization this is where all these concepts come from right so if you're in love and I'm not talking about like, I'm not talking about infatuation, I'm not talking about attachment. If you're in love, you are now spiritually yoked. See, we've turned spiritually yoked into ideologically yoked or culturally yoked or uh, dogmatically yoked. No, no. Yoke is love. That is there is communion there. See, you don't have a relationship unless you're communing. Ooh, ooh. Oh. You're not communicating unless you're communing. See, many people miss that piece because they don't think that deeply into it. But that's really what these terms are actually meaning. If you truly love me and I truly love you and I will throw myself on the sword for you spiritually yoked you throw yourself on the sword for me spiritually yoked that's what the term meant in the book equally yoked. a lot of times people get it twisted they think equally yoked means oh yes we must be religiously yoked you, we must be of the same faith. No, we need to be able to see the same God in each other. There's only one God, so we need to be able to see it. That's what brings on communion. I, I know. This is, this is what the term namaste means. The God in me recognizes the God in you. Spiritually yoked. That's a real relationship. 
not religiously yoked, spiritually yoked. I see source in your eyes. Beyond the flawed shell of humanity. That's a relationship. You think you're going to become random when you see that? And that is seen in you? You think you're going to become random? 1-800-9-20-15. I know, I know I'm on my soapbox this evening. I know I'm in the pulpit of the voice of reason. The VOR church is now open. We're accepting all donations. No. <laughs> 1-800-9-20-15-80. We got a caller on the line. Sean, you know we're at the top of the hour. I'm going to come grab you at the top of the hour. Just stay with me, good brother. I had to go on that tangent. Tonight's topic, it is a massive heater. And you already hear me when I say this is a non-judgmental space. Call in. Share your story. Tonight's topic, man, one of the best of the year, in my opinion. Reliable to random. The switch up is real when healthy patterns of trust suddenly shift for potentially nefarious reasons. When I come forward, we gonna go deeper. Come on, man. That playlist is bananas tonight. Woo! My playlist is my co-host. It's hour number two. Tonight's topic is just... Reliable to random, the switch up is real. When healthy patterns of trust suddenly shift for potentially nefarious reasons. Now, you hear me talk about my playlist all the time. Let me give you the quick rundown. Love Changes by Kashif featuring Melissa Morgan. Great record. Changes by Tupac. Great record. And you just heard You've Changed, Keisha Cole. And then the record that just went off, Change by J. Cole. Man, oh man, a Shevitz, we in here cooking tonight. And one of my favorite callers is on the line right now. I want to get him in here. Sean from Oakland, California. Get in here. Sean, what are your thoughts on tonight's topic, my brother? Well, my goodness, brother. So there's a few places I want to go. First, I have to comment on your playlist and changes. I'm a white guy, but a very cultural with soul white guy. I think changes is the number one rap hip-hop song of all time because it transcends races. Mm. It was brilliant with the lyrics, and of course the only person who ever could pull off all of that was Tupac, rest in peace. Yes, rest in but, peace, legend. But that right there, here's the other thing. So I'm borrowing from other people's perspective because... I didn't come up with this, but I think it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to put relationships into this. Relationships. Is it a journey or a destination? Mm. That's what I'm saying here. I think, it's a, when I think it's a journey. Absolutely. Yeah. I, well, I would agree with you. Yeah. But... I think so many people see it as a destination. Ooh. And you can put <laughs> Come you on. can put 
other other words. And, and by the way, like I said, I'm borrowing that from someone else. I didn't come up with it. I'm not taking credit for it. Well, I'm who, just changing who the word relationship. <laughs> who came up it with it? It was swag. Well, I don't know who actually came up with it. Like originally, I think a lot of people did, but I was watching a series called Swagger, mm-hmm. which I know lots of uh, hoopsters have watched, and it was so well done. Uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., who whose son, I mean, it's like a giant ice cube. Mm-hmm. I, I'm making a joke, but I, he's, he's really good actor. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> and and, and uh, it was so well done that I couldn't stop watching it. That's why I sent you a message. Watch this on Apple TV. Mm. But in, 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 you have to watch it in context. But at some point, someone, uh, uh, he was an athletic director, a very smart guy, but he said is, he was a teacher as well, said, is democracy a destination or a journey? Mm. Mm. And, and that doesn't give away, you know, I'm not just, it's a spoiler alert. I'm not giving up the whole show. The show needs to be watched. But when I say a relationship, I'm just replacing uh, democracy with relationship. Mm-hmm. Because I know tons of my friends and I know you know tons of people that there's a destination that I just want it to be the way I want it to be. But if you can't handle changes and be resilient in your relationship and keep working at it, um, you know, and don't understand the journey. And by the way, let me add one more thing, just because I'm a baseball guy. The two best words in sports, not just baseball, is seventh game. Mm. All right? And we have a seventh game right now. I won't tell the score. But that's the same in in basketball. Um, And those are the two, like, (sighs) understanding process journey. And so my thing is your relationships, people, whether it's being in love and having kids together or just having friendships, is a process journey. Man, I love it, brother. I love it. And guess what you just did? Oaktown, Oakland. Town business. Yay area. You just brought the bay into the building. If you want to bring your part of the country in the building, all you got to do is call me. 1-800-920-1580. We appreciate the call. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Listen, now let me do this real quick. Because a lot of people, man, y'all... That went over y'all head. Do you know how serious a game seven is? Whether it's the NBA or it's MLB. All the chips are on the line. You win. You 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 won the championship or you move on. You lose. It's over. Do you know how many game sevens relationship faces? Huh? Sometimes we're in a game seven and either we get this dub tonight or this is over. Do you see? I love the metaphor that Sean just 
you know, applied to this relationship discussion. I appreciate it. Listen, get to your phone lines right now. I want to talk to you guys about tonight's topic because it's going to require resilience to go to grow through the humanity of your partner and vice versa. Did you hear what I just said? To grow through the humanity of your partner. And they have to grow through your humanity as well. This is not an easy process. But it must be done if the relationship is true. If the relationship is rooted in healthy communion. We're not talking about we got the latest clothes and we got to fly Mercedes outside. And we're not talking about that. We're talking about we have something that the God in us woke up within this relationship. I'm not talking about, oh, uh, I didn't heal over my over my dad, the way he treated me when I was. Uh, sometimes you fall in love with people like that, too. And the love you have for each other helps you guys heal that. I'm talking about real stuff here tonight. Who we got on the line? Oh, Houston, Texas. Texas is in the building. This is the second caller from Houston. Let's get him in here. Atala Phillips. Did I give you a government? Yes, sir. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to give you government. Get in here, Atala. Talk to me. What are your thoughts about tonight's topic? Okay, can you hear me? I can hear you clearly. All right. Well, um, I'm about to tell myself. This is one of those nights. Um, I'm a I'm a switcher. Yeah, I, I be switching up. You be switching up. Mm-hmm. I know, but I know why you switch up. Let's, let's just have a quick coaching session. I know why you switch up. Do you want me to say it, or are you gonna say it? You can go ahead. I, I would love to hear your interpretation. Yes. Fear. Mm-hmm. And a little bit more. You want to say the other piece? Um, I yes, fear is a huge part of it. Um, I think the other part of it is laziness on my part. But why lazy? Because instead of addressing things at the moment, I like to kind of do the whole give them enough rope to hang themselves type of thing. But to me, that's just lazy relating. So why didn't you say the other piece? Because if you're playing a game and you need to respond, but you'd rather give them rope, that's playing a game. So your ego is mm -hmm. involved. So fear and ego, yes. figo. Yes, that's, 100%. Yes, that's what's operating, right? Because sometimes the, the, the desire to want to see somebody fail or stumble because they hurt you. That's why you give that rope. What's the what's exactly. the what's the rest of the saying? I'm giving you enough rope to do what? To hang yourself. See? And your ego is like, yes, I'd like to see you hang for what mm -hmm. you did. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. It's horrible. It's horrible. I know. So, so again, so again, we use randomness 
and and people have different terms for randomness, ghosting, pulling back, going cold. Mm-hmm. That's a defense mechanism for most people. Facts. Right? Because when the Facts. love, listen, when the love get real, do you know what happens when the love get real? Mm, tell me. <laughs> Sometimes it hurts. Yeah, it's true. We, we talked about the etymology of the word vulnerable. Vulnerable means wound from its etymological root. Means wound, means pain. Vulnerable means pain. This is why so many yeah. people have a difficult time opening up. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I, I would add to, like at least for me, um, if I've tried or attempted to open up in the past and I feel like rejected, it's like, it's like a warpath after that. It's horrible. But I think that's where that whole giving them enough rope kind of kicks in at that point because I'm like, okay, so I tried. I was genuine with you, and you just wanted to play. So now I'm going to play you. See? It's horrible. See? <laughs> it's horrible. That's, so you let ego supersede everything. The ego says, I'm going to play with you. But Mm -hmm. remember what we said. Are you a good person? No. (laughs) Not when you... Do you see? Do you see where I'm coming? Let me just hit you with this. When I understand myself, I understand you. And Mm -hmm. out of that understanding comes love. You say, wait a minute, Zoe. Well, how does that apply to anything? What did Maya Angelou say? When someone does what? Shows you who they are, believe them. Mm -hmm. And then what did I do? I rewrote that. All due respect to the late, great queen mother goddess, Maya Angelou. But I said, when somebody shows you who you are, believe them as well. Not just when they show you who they are, but when they show you who you are, you need to believe that too. Go back to the Krishnamurti quote, because you see the underlining piece in that, which is relationship is a mirror. Mm -hmm. So he says this, read it again. When I understand myself, I understand you. And out of that understanding comes love, the mirror of relationship. Which comes back to the statement that now everybody is saying because I didn't put Krishnamurti on radio for over 20 years. So now everybody is saying you get who you are. I know they're not ready for that. Are, are you ready for that? I am. I, I feel like I have no choice but to be ready because that's all that's been coming to me. You know, like, it's, it's pretty obvious, so. All right, all right. Guess what you did? <laughs> Guess what you just did? I just bought Houston in the building. Houston, Texas is in the Listen, that's Texas' number two call. Is Texas going to run the voice of reason? Does Texas own the voice of reason's phone line? Listen, call me right now. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me, and we can discuss this topic. 
See, y'all expect me to play all the hits, but them album cuts be slapping too. Ladies and gentlemen, the VOR back in the building. We on complete fire tonight. My whole changes playlist is is bananas. That was Mary J. J Dub is back. Okay, cool. We had somebody else online too, right? Who was it? Atala. Atala. You got to say her name right. Atala. Atala. See, that's one of Malcolm's daughters. Ah. Atala. You got to say that name right, brother. It's a powerful name. Not Ottawa. Ottawa from Houston is on the line. Daddy, the girl's name ain't Ottawa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Let's get J.W. back in here. J.W., talk to me. Hey, my brother, yeah, man, um, you made me think about something when you said about that seven ending, that clutch time, my brother, mm-hmm. we, it's do or die, and this, use another analogy, with the Middle East, how about the word, uh, our expression, the 11th hour, in terms of relationship, and us people got to get it right, it's a, it's a do or die, uh, it's I think scenario, um, the only reason why I brought that up because I caught your other show for the first time and the subject matter was about uh, Armageddon. And I thought it was very profound, bro. Oh, well, thank you, brother. Definitely I, profound. I appreciate okay. that. Thank you so much, JW. You yes, didn't yes, double sir. back and got up in here. We appreciate it always, my friend. Always. You got a seat at the table. You can call in anytime. Yes, sir. Take care. So let's, let's just peel it back because... I want people to understand that the type of relationship that I'm talking about is not the type of relationship that you guys are are seeing on TikTok. It's not the type of relationship you're seeing on Instagram. It's not the type of relationships you're seeing on social media. I'm talking about the relationship that everybody says they want but haven't done the internal work to get. Now, let me just tell you. The only reason why I know this is because I'm a failure at it, too. (laughs) Listen, you can't escape the humanity of yourself. All you can do is make mistakes and then learn from those mistakes and get better as you evolve. Now, many of us have a difficult time accepting my person got random because I didn't do my work. My person thought I was pre-assembled (laughs) thought that I was put together and then as they got to learn me they recognized that more assembly was required and they didn't sign up for that and then they tried to put pieces of me together and when they did so they found out that the edges of my pieces were not only jagged and sharp They were toxic. Now, we're mirroring each other 
because they ain't got no business touching my pieces. So something in them is saying, oh, I need to put them together or I need to put her together. I need to help her walk the walk. No, no, no. Your job is to see those broken shards of your soul and then take ownership of them as if they were your children and then nurture the shards. See, we get random because we can't keep up the facade long enough. Oh, no, I know people. Ain't. I, I told you. I, let's, let me hit it another way. Love is the most practical thing in the world to love, to be kind, not to be greedy, not to be ambitious, not to be influenced by people, but to think for yourself. These are all very practical things, and they will bring about a practical, happy society. He's saying love can heal society if you get to this space where ambition is out the window. See, I'm not talking about be a bum and don't do nothing for yourself. But in love, ambition doesn't work. See, we turned, we we done took societal ambition and recontextualized it as relationship goals. Then you wonder why people get random. Because, you see, listen, if you ain't never had it, you covet it. But once you've had it and you recognize that having it doesn't make you whole, Randomness, randomness is sitting on that brand new couch you just bought, you just hustled for. <laughs> Boredom, obsolescence, all of the stuff that you thought, if I got it, I can keep randomness at bay. Wrong. You cannot. See, having things doesn't mean you're having communion with another. Where there is love, listen, where there is love, do what you will. It will be right action. It will never bring conflict to one's life. In the flame of love, all fear is consumed. See, <laughs> that's, that's the great Krishnamurti. Fear is consumed in love. All of the great mystics told you, you can cultivate, the seed of love is in all of us, and you can cultivate it if you tame your fear. So who told you to open up? And who said, let's use the word vulnerable for opening up? Who did that? And when we look up the etymology of the word vulnerable, it means wound. It means pain. Who did that? Now look at it as one coin. On one side of the coin is trauma. Trauma, Latin word, wound. The other side of the coin, vulnerable, pain. The great Rumi. The light, the wound is where the light enters. See, we hold on to our wounds more than we hold on to our love. 
We are farmers of pain. Pain is our crop, right? We water pain. We pay attention to pain. We, 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 we baby pain. And I'm telling you, if you want your pain to grow up and develop out of being a wound, you love on it non-judgmentally. You don't try to protect it. When you build a wall around the wound, guess what you do? You create a hurt inmate that sits in your, listen to what, a hurt inmate that sits in your spirit. I don't know if y'all ready for tonight. <laughs> I don't, let me get my caller in here. Do I got time? In Zynga, Pensacola, Florida. Let's go. Hey, good evening, Mr. Zoe. How are you? I'm in here acting a complete fool. <laughs> yeah, it's a good topic. Um, so do you think the faux, who going to call it faux consistency, F-A-U-X, mm-hmm. is that part of, is, could that be part of the mask that people wear? Girl, you better come in here and cook all the way from Florida. Are we eating gator nuggets? What are we eating? We eating gator tonight? <laughs> no, they do a lot of um, seafood down here. So probably some shrimp or something. <laughs> you said faux consistency. In other words, fake yeah. consistent. Going with fake yeah. nice. Going with fake love, going with fake truth, just to keep somebody anchored to a particular behavior. Yes, I um, I I went out with somebody and they were opening like the car door, and oh when wait, I say this, wait, wait, like, stay with me. When we come forward, okay, when we we gotta come forward. But when we come forward, we going back to Nzinga from Pensacola. She's cooking. Ladies and gentlemen, the VOR back in the building. Oh my goodness, we on fire tonight, man. We got great callers from all over the country. This has been an amazing topic. Currently, we have Nzinga from Pensacola, Florida on the line. Nzinga. Hello, hello, hello. All right, you were saying before we came forward. Talk to me. Like a old saying of faux consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like, you know, someone would do that to, they have a goal, whether it's to get something out of you or to maybe have you think they're one way. Um, like I said, I dated a guy and he was opening the car door and stuff like that. And I, he stopped. So any other subsequent man, I'm like, don't, if you're not going to keep doing that, please don't. <laughs> because, you know, you get comfortable and then they just, you know, stop or they get comfortable with you rather. And then they stop. So now you're talking about the performance. It's a performance. I'm doing it as a means to an end. Right. I want to send a good impression. I want to make a good impression. And from that impression, you will soften and open up and, and, and give me what I want. That's I'm doing it for what I want. Ultimately. I'm not doing it yeah. because that's the same premise from as we used uh, uh, that we used yesterday when we talked about niceness. If you open the door because mm-hmm. you're nice and you genuinely are nice, you do it and and you don't want anything in return. You just do it 
just cause. But many people don't operate like that. Many people are doing things so that they can get something from what they're doing. Now, wa watch this. Or they want you to view them. Oh, 100%. Watch this. I got something for you. Because, you know, we on this Krishnamurti thing right now, right? And we're talking about mm -hmm. pretense, right? And we're talking about performance, right? The guy's opening the door and he's being chivalrous and a gentleman and he's trying to get, you know, get you to open up and see him in a, in a particular light, right? Yeah. Watch this. The great Krishnamurti. If you're not hip to Krishnamurti, man, by now, like the first book you should get is Freedom from the Known. The next book you should get is Education and the Significance of Life. The next book you should get is Relationship as a Mirror, Marriage, Chastity, and Sex. Get those three. Right? Go get those three if you want a quick primer in Krishnamurti. Now I'm going to go on a tangent. Krishnamurti inspired the great Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee is studying philosophy. And one of his favorite philosophers is Krishnamurti. He creates a whole martial art from Krishnamurti's thought. There's a book by Mary Lutens called The First 100 Years of Krishnamurti. And in that book, you see Bruce Lee taking Krishnamurti's words and turning them into martial art concepts. They are the exact same words, but Bruce Lee applies them to martial arts. Now, the quote that I'm about to read to you from Krishnamurti. Listen to what he says. I love you, semicolon. I don't want a thing from you. <laughs> Do you see? Do you see? No, I want to I want to take Nzinga out. So let me put my best foot forward. Let me let me put my mask on. Let me put on the best cologne I got. Let me take it to the best restaurant. Let me put on an entire performance like the birds do when they dancing with the colored feathers. Let me put on a whole pomp and pageantry show so she can soften and open and give me what I want. Back to Krishnamurti. I love you. I don't want a thing from you. When was the last time you were in a relationship like that? Hardly ever, not even with myself. <laughs> sure. Do you see? Look, imagine if you loved on yourself from that perspective. With, yeah. See, we get random with self. So if we get random with self, we're going to get random with somebody else for sure. And they're going to get random with us. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. But how do you, how do you see that, you know, because it's like the forest from the trees. When you're in it, you can't really see it until you, you know, you're at the highway, you're back at the road. Then right. You look and it's like, oh my gosh, I was in it up to my elbows, you know? So. Right. So what's interesting is uh, I have a, I, I have this saying where I said, you can't watch the movie you're the star of. So sometimes it's very difficult, right, to see yourself and critique yourself 
on how you're being. But you have to learn how to do it. You have to learn how to step outside of yourself and observe how you show up. You have to learn how to step up. Yes. Oftentimes we show up like we are already assembled. We don't understand. We got a battery missing. (laughs) The battery cover on our back is missing. We got circuits missing. You got a tape. Mm -hmm. And we think. (laughs) We think we're in pristine condition when we show up. Right? That's the ego. We do. Yes. Guess what you just did, child. Uh, I brought Pensacola in the building. And thank you, you for better, letting me do so. Have a good night. You better know you brought Pensacola, Florida in the building. We talked to people from all over the country. Uh, Kamal, you had something to say? It looked like you had something to say. You pulled that microphone like you wanted to say something. I want to say that you spit and then you come in with slappers. I'm coming with slappers, right? Yeah. Okay, man. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Relationships are dynamic entities that undergo various stages of transformation as they progress. Understanding these stages can help individuals navigate the challenges and changes that may or may not arise leading to a more fulfilling and lasting connection if you want it. On tonight's show, we tried our best to explore, you know, different stages commonly observed in relationships and, and kind of offer insights into how they may suddenly change. So stage one, right? Infatuation or the honeymoon stage. During this initial stage, everything is honky-dory. Everything is sweet and everything is love, right? The relationship is characterized by intense infatuation and a, and a sense of euphoria. And, and both partners are enamored with each other, often overlooking any negative traits. What do they call that? They call that the enhancement bias, where we aggrandize the good aspects of our partner and we marginalize or minimize the negative aspect of our partners. Why? Because we have a vested interest in the relationship working. It's called the enhancement bias. It lasts maybe 18 months. They call it the honeymoon period, all of that, right? <laughs> right? We overlook negative traits, right? Because we want it to work. The people who have the, a better uh, view of the relationship are the people on the outside of the relationship, our friends and family. They can say, this ain't going to work. They can see it right off. But because we got rose-colored glasses called the enhancement bias in the beginning, we can't see it. That's that honeymoon infatuation stage. However, it's important to recognize that this stage is only temporary and serves as a foundation for the subsequent stages. Stage two, the coming together stage. As the relationship progresses, You know, uh, partners begin to merge their lives and openly express the love that they have for each other. This stage involves sharing life goals, making commitments and integrating into each other's social circles. Small changes may start to emerge in this stage. 
right? Indicating a transition into the next phase. The next phase, the power struggle or the disillusionment stage. Inevitably, differences and conflicts arise, leading to a power struggle. What was once endearing may now become irritating, annoying, and the initial love blindness begins to erode. This stage is crucial for personal growth and self-awareness as it allows individuals to confront their values, their belief systems, their lack of knowledge of self, their spiritual impotency, right? And their goals. How about their goals? Something nice. Their goals. It's common for couples to question the validity of the relationship during this stage. Then you transition into stage four. The commitment stage. If you can get past stage three. After navigating the challenges of the power struggle stage, couples enter a phase of understanding and mutual respect. Do you know in stage three, you can suffer a lot of things. You can you can suffer knock down, drag out arguments. You can suffer infidelity. You can suffer betrayal, lying, cheating. This is the challenge stage, the power struggle or disillusionment stage. But if you make it past stage three, the commitment stage is right after it. I call this the down payment stage. The people don't want to hear it that way. Stage three. Sometimes God gives you exactly what you want. But sometimes you have to put some skin in the game in order to keep it and maintain it. Sometimes, depending on past life karma, depending on what you signed up for on, in this incarnation on planet Earth. Yeah, sometimes you got to put down something we got to go through something that will show us that we are supposed to be together and a lot of people don't like that but spirit works in the way that spirit works now again the commitment stage after navigating the challenges and the setbacks and the disillusionment and the disappointment and the power struggle couples can enter into a phase of understanding and mutual respect they can recognize that they can, cannot change each other and that they learn to accept each other's differences, right? Although life stressors may still arise, the couple is better equipped to handle them. This stage signifies a deepening of commitment and emotional connection. Back to stage three. That was stage four, but back to stage three. When I say you have to pay for it, Sometimes you got to fall off the motorcycle that our our good friend from Mississippi, Nikki from Mississippi. Sometimes you got to fall off. So you can learn the tools, so you can gain the tools, so you can cultivate the tools to deal with the relationship you asked for in the first place. Just because you want it doesn't mean it's just going to be given to you by the universe without you paying for it. Let me tell you something about spirit. 
life for life. In spirit, you got to give up something. You just don't get it all the time. Now, I'm not saying there are people out there who just get it. Maybe they did right in their last life. Oh, I don't believe in reincarnation. Oh, okay, but you believe in going to heaven. That's reincarnation. <laughs> we don't want to get into the religious piece, but I'm just, do you understand what I'm saying? Right? Stage four is the reward, is the payment for the resilience cultivated in stage three. Right? You guys have the tools to deepen the relationship. Stage five, the co-creation stage. With time and shared experiences, a sense of collaboration and teamwork emerges. The couple becomes a dedicated unit, supporting each other's dreams and aspirations, supporting each other during high times and low times. Creating space for each other to speak. Creating space for each other to disagree. Creating space for each other to feel. Creating space for each other to cry. Creating space for each other to vent. This is the co-creation space. Right? This is a real space. Right? While challenges may persist. You notice uh, stage three never really goes away. The challenges are always there. While challenges may persist, research suggests that couples who have weathered storms together are more likely to stay together. This stage represents a mature and evolved relationship. You cannot be evolved without a little bit of your skin in the game. You're a relationship grifter because it doesn't feel good. Because it hurts. Well, love tends to do that. When I come forward, I'm going to give you my conclusion on this piece. Come on! Hey, I can't even lie, man. Kelly Rowland? Yeesh. That's a sidewalk Sunday right there, boy. Yes, sir. The VOR back in the building, completely on fire tonight in an entirely different way. This was a powerful show. This is an exceedingly powerful show. <laughs> a Sidewalk Sunday. Y'all remember the Sidewalk Sunday ice cream from the ice cream truck? Man, y'all kids today, y'all, y'all didn't have a childhood. <laughs> Sidewalk Sunday was fire. What? Is that it's like a chocolate ice cream? ice cream? Ice cream? Man, Google Sidewalk Sunday ice cream. Man, what in the world? These youngsters in here looking around like, what do you say? Sidewalk Sunday? What in the world is that? It's an ice cream. Come on, man. Beautiful system, man. And that's a great record. My playlist tonight, man, consists of all these records about change, man. And, and that was a very powerful one. Uh, and, and it was featuring Beyonce. You've changed Kelly Rowland featuring Beyonce. Great record. Um, let me hit you with this. And you guys know I love Krishnamurti, so I, I think I'm going I'm to I'm throw a little bit of him in here, too. Only in relationship can you know yourself. 
not in abstraction and certainly not in isolation. Even in a monastery, you are related to the society which has made the monastery an escape or closed the doors to freedom. The movement of behavior is sure to guide to yourself. It's the mirror of your consciousness. The mirror will reveal its contents, the images, the attachments, the fear, the loneliness, the joy, and the sorrow. Poverty lies in running away from this. Poverty lies in running away from this. <laughs> Either in its sublimations or in its identities. Negating without this resistance, this content of consciousness is the beauty and compassion of intelligence. I love that brother because he keeps it real. I want to keep it real with y'all tonight too. Relationships are not static. They evolve and they change over time. People change. People grow. Sometimes people grow a lot. Sometimes people, the growth is imperceptible. But understanding the, change, the stages of your relationship can provide individuals with valuable insights into the challenges they may face and the potential for growth and transformation, man. That's what it's about. I need to grow up. And you need to find somebody who wants to grow up with you, not grow old with you, grow up with you. And the only way to grow up with another person is to acknowledge their humanity and make space for their humanity. And you make space for theirs. By recognizing the natural progression from infatuation to co-creation, couples can navigate the changes with greater resilience. Do you see how healthy relationships are tapped into being resilient? You guys can create a deeply fulfilling relationship if you learn how to do this. Embracing the journey of change in relationship allows you guys to grow together. And sometimes in moments, grow apart. All the while gaining mutual understanding. And the building of a strong foundation for a shared future, if you want it. I'm the voice of reason. I started the conversation. You got to finish it. You know who's up next. Jill Monroe. RSVP with Jill Monroe. She's going to keep the fire lit. I started it. No, 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 no. Robin Ayers started it. I kept it going. And now Jill is going to burn it down. Hey, we appreciate it. I'll see you tomorrow with another slapper. Deuces.